0: Welcome to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip.
1: And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. This show is created to put your skepticism of the unknown to rest and to make spiritual sense. Today on Go Beyond the Veil, we're excited to have transformational healer, Pavitra Isis, on our show.
0: Pavitra's life journey is one of liberation from limiting mental constructs and conditioning that inhibit self-actualization. Her passion and dedication is in being a catalyst for transformation, shedding baggage, reducing unnecessary suffering, and uncovering her client's inherently unique splendor of being. Being a sacred listener who seeks to see, know, and understand her client's leads to her offering intuitive insights, shining a light on core issues, making visible unconscious mental and emotional roadblocks, and thereby opening possibilities for receiving oneself in a new light. Her unique approach is addressing the heart of the issue rather than circling around the problem. An intuitive in private practice, practice for 17 years Certified in 14 modalities ranging from hypnotherapy to jinshin jitsu and practiced in the wisdom of Chinese medicine, nervous system regulation, and mindfulness, she draws on a wealth of experience that is seamlessly utilized in her work. Pavitra feels honored and grateful to collaborate with so many beautiful beings in their process of discovery and unfolding of who they truly are.
1: Fear is a powerful emotional and physiological sensation, one that starts in our minds by conjuring up frightening imagery and quickly drops us into states of obsessing about a future of what-ifs, which never allow us to be present in the moment or fully conscious in our bodies. This fear has a direct connection to our nervous systems, which have an enormous effect on our day-to-day lives and how we perceive and respond to the world around us. Unfortunately, our nervous systems can become stuck in unconscious patterns of fight and flight caused by prolonged periods of worry, stress, and traumatic events in our lives. Luckily, we know more than ever about how this system works, which has created entirely new methodologies and techniques to guide, teach, and retrain our nervous systems so we can return ourselves back to regular states of calm and safety. So stay tuned for this episode of Go Beyond the Veil, where we'll be discussing more about fear, our nervous systems, and transformational healing techniques.
2: A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y. R-E-I-C-H dot com.
3: Pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at SakuraSkinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A-Skinandmind.com.
4: The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com.
0: Welcome back to this episode of Love From The Hip presents Go Beyond The Veil. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter.
1: And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Join us here on KKNW every second Wednesday of each month and every second Sunday on KBKW and also on Cape Town Zone Radio as we try to put your skepticism to rest and make spiritual sense. Today we have the pleasure of having transformational healer Pavitra Esses on our show. Hi, Pavitra.
5: Hi, Sakur and Rory. <laughs> so thank you for having me. Yeah. This is wonderful. It's Be lovely
0: to have you in the studio.
1: It is a very nice change.
0: So how long have you been working in the field of health and healing, and how did you happen to get into it?
5: Oh, it's been a lifelong journey. This being human (laughs) didn't come easy to me. So I ended up in endless workshops and trainings and meditation retreats, trying to figure out what what am I doing here? What Mm. is this being human all about? I felt like I came without an owner's manual, and I also didn't think I was the way I was supposed to be. Mm. You know, so.
0: And was that from a very young age? Yeah, you felt from the get go. From the get go. Were there things that you were doing or experiencing that were different than most other people?
5: I felt very different. Yeah. Yes, and I didn't feel like I belonged. So. And I couldn't make sense of other things. Mm -hmm. So it was a kind of a rough beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. But at some point, I decided to befriend this being human, (laughs) to hold it with tenderness and compassion. The real pivotal point, however, came when I realized how much fear and trauma had played a huge role in my Mm dis-ease in the world, my... Fitting, not fitting into the world. Getting my nervous system regulated was really the beginning of my healing and transformation in a big way.
1: And is that how you would describe the work that you're doing now?
5: It's part of what I do now. I think regulating the nervous system is such an important part for any kind of healing. Because when we're in fight, flight, or freeze, the way it affects the nervous system it just makes life difficult, you know? yeah. And coming out of that state, realizing how much the world is living most of the time in fight, flight, or freeze. So nervous system regulation has become really a foundation for any kind of other work. So it was your own personal experience, you said
0: that's what kind of drove you into the work that you're doing, right? Right. Were yeah. you aware? that you were living in this fight, flight, or free state?
5: You know, I was and I wasn't. I knew that there was a lot of fears going on, whether they were social anxieties or performance anxieties or you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew in the background there was this uneasiness in my life, but I was always in coping mode. So I didn't really acknowledge what was really going on. You know, I just thought that was normal. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think a lot of people think of it as anxiety. Right. Right. You just have this constant level of anxiety that you have every day and you just kind of think it's normal. Yeah, life's stressful.
0: Or depression. Yeah. One of the two. So now, was it also only your traumas that you were dealing with? Or would you say you're because you're you're are you from here?
5: I'm not from here. I grew up in Germany. Okay. So my parents had gone through the war. My grandparents had gone through two wars. There's a lot of inherited trauma there as well. Mm -hmm. And only when I heard about the the concept that you could inherit trauma, did a light go off. And I go, no, that makes sense. I (laughs) have all the signs, but I don't remember really traumatic experiences. But also I didn't realize... I was an empath, and that I would feel what everybody else was feeling. So when the sirens would go off just for practice, all the adults were just going into tra- shock and trauma, and I felt that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, couldn't make sense out of what I was experiencing.
1: Yeah, so you had on both sides. You had this inherited trauma and then this ability to emp- empathy. Right. And, and feel what it's others are feeling. A blessing and a curse. Yeah, and so <laughs> you're kind of getting it, uh, a double dose.
5: Right. So it was a lot of time, spend a lot of time in survival.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think most of us are there, especially this year, right? The last few years. <laughs> yeah, I think
1: everybody can relate now for sure. Exactly. So, what modalities do you currently use in the work that you're doing and, and why?
5: Well, my work is really around reclaiming our sacred humanity. That's really what I have passion for. Liberating ourselves from endless not enoughs. the lie that we need to first be somebody, be worthy before we get to belong and then feel safe. It's really an upside down concept of our basic human needs. Our basic human needs is first we need to feel safe because if we don't survive there's you know, really nothing else happening. So safety, and then worth, belonging, yeah? A sense of belonging, because we don't live in a vacuum. Right. And so much with social media, I think, especially kids experiencing, you know, being unfriended, you know, it's such a big stress in people's lives to not know, do they belong? Are they liked or not liked, Yeah. Mm This whole idea of liking and not liking things um, which is why i don't go on social media anymore Um, yeah so belonging is very important and then our sense of worth and i didn't grow up believing that i was worthy just simply because i exist but that's actually the truth every child that's being born has the right to live. Yet we're supposed to earn our right to live. And I think a lot of that came also from my Catholic conditioning, where I was told I'm born a sinner and then I have to work my way back to something, you know, even though I hadn't done anything. So, yeah, it's a lot of messages that weren't really conducive to my sense of self Mm -hmm.
0: and you you said in America we do it backwards
5: well I don't know if it's just in America Uh, okay you know but that's the culture I'm in right now so that's the culture I work with right and definitely here here, America's an image culture so it's all about what it looks like Mm -hmm. you know plastic surgery You know, all of that appearances is really, really important in this culture. I would say Germany, it's more like what you know and how intellectual you are. But in America, it's very much about image.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting because everybody's trying to prove to themselves, as you mentioned, that they're worthy by their accomplishments, by what they own, by what they look like, versus... And it never ends, because all of that will never satisfy that feeling of unworthiness and what you're saying is that we're all born worthy and if you could just exist in that state and acceptance then you wouldn't need to chase chase worthiness your whole life
5: right I think we've been told um, or let's say we know that we can manipulate people's behavior by either liking them or disliking them by criticizing them by building them up or pushing them down Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the whole idea of worth has been used to manipulate people into behaviors. And that's basically fear. Fear has been used to manipulate people. Politicians do it, teachers do it, parents do it, you know. Even though they think they're doing it for their kids' best interest, but we are using fear because we know in order to survive, we need to belong. And we think that in order to belong, we need to be worthy. So, you know, it's created a mess. And what we see in the world, everything we see in the world that is a problem is based in fear, and fear is separation. So it's a vicious cycle we we're caught in.
0: And you said fear has aliases, correct? Oh yes. Can you share some of those with us?
5: Yes. Um. When you look at greed, for example, what is greed? It's the Wanting fear of not having enough. enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? It's the fear of not having enough. Anger is the fear of not getting what we want. Grief, oftentimes, can be the fear of never being happy again. Mm. No? Worry is the fear of the future. Is it going to work out? But fear is really the most basic human emotion. And it has been used to manipulate and control everybody. And so when we're living in fear, we're living in fight, flight, or freeze, we don't have access to the higher brain functions. There's basically three nervous system states. And for the longest time, I didn't realize there were three. I didn't even realize there were two. (laughs) But Dr. Stephen Porches developed the polyvagal theory. And it's brilliant because he really brought attention to the fact that there's three distinct nervous system states. Our autonomic nervous system is automatic. It runs in the background. Its primary job is constantly to check, am I safe, am I not safe? And it is formed in the early stages, even in the womb. We are prepared for the environment that we're being born into and develop coping mechanisms. So fight, flight, and freeze are responses to not feeling safe. And if you ask me for aliases, how about stress? Sometimes in this culture, I get the feeling that stress is even something to be proud of. People tell me how stressed they are, but it comes across with this energy like I'm really happening. I'm having such a big life, Mm. you know, when actually stress is fear, fear of not making it, fear of not meeting the deadline, of getting all the things on the list done, of getting the approval of other people, of doing it right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the interesting thing is that also people act like it's something that's outside of their control, mm. right? You have people that live in this anxiety, stress place, and, they f- and you're right, they w- you wear it as a badge or a persona, and you feel like, well, this is just the way it is. There's no way that I could make changes in my life to not feel like this, which is obviously not true, but I think to the person, it feels very real.
5: Like you're a victim. Yeah. There is some truth to that. Unless we learn how to regulate our nervous system, we don't have control over it. I mean, if somebody says, I'm afraid of flying, it's not going to work to tell them, just choose not to be afraid. Yeah, just get over it. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't work. Well, that's, we, oh, go ahead. We have to befriend the nervous system and learn how to regulate it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's what I liked about when when we talked about this, when, and you mentioned freeze, because I had never heard of freeze. But I think freeze, after after talking to you, is a way to try to control the nervous system, in a sense. Like, what you know is fight and flight all day long and then freeze is the antidote to just and, and you, I would love for you to describe what this what freeze is exactly But like freeze is the way to turn it off at least for me I I've, I recognize that as we've had this discussion that I live in fight and flight a lot I don't always know how to go to calm especially when I'm, I'm very worked up but I do know how to go to freeze <laughs> I can go lay on the couch I can turn on the tv and I can tune the entire world out and it helps but it's not a it's not a super healthy way to get out of fight and flight so I'd love for you to just talk a little bit more about freeze and what that is.
5: Mm-hmm. So let me start with fight-flight. Um, fight-flight is when the nervous system decides you're in danger and you try to survive through, through mobilizing yourself. Okay, that's fight-flight. What happens at a physiological state, all the energy is d- redirected to the muscles and to the heart so you can be physically strong to either run or fight the situation. Yeah. So it's you, the coping mechanism is to survive danger through running or fighting. Okay. With freeze, the nervous system actually decides that you're in a life-threatening situation, which is worse than danger. And it's the older part of the nervous system where the survival mechanism is to just play dead, hmm. yeah. Um, animals, certain animals yeah. do it, yeah. So uh, the oldest part of our nervous system actually plays dead. It goes, I can't deal with life, and you pull the covers over your head and you just want to disappear from the world, yeah. And it, if you go too far, it's a really dark place, and it ends up in depression, because yeah. you don't see a way out. So in a way, when you're used to going into a free state, into an immobilized state, which I used to do as a kid, then the only way to my, motivate myself into action was to go into fight-flight. <laughs> yeah. And so that was always finding a danger in not moving. But it's good you brought it up because I think the legal system does not understand the nervous system states very well. For example, when a woman who's been raped is told, why didn't you do anything? Why didn't you run or fight the guy? Well, if your nervous system decides that you're in a life-threatening situation, you're going to freeze and you can't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I used to have these dreams as a kid where I was in a dangerous situation and I couldn't run and I couldn't scream. No, as hard as I would try in the dream, I couldn't run away, I couldn't fight, and I couldn't scream. If we understood in the legal system the states of the nervous system and that they're not voluntary, it would create a whole different picture of what's actually going on for a person. Yeah, I love that. I don't remember the
0: name of the doctor that you mentioned, but the Safe and Sound program is his. Is that correct? Yeah. It, and do you know roughly how long ago that was developed? And, but, but his program is what brought out more study on the nervous system, correct?
5: There's a lot of work going on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His, his polyvagal theory really changed the way we looked at trauma. And initially it was brought out for children? Initially it was created for kids with autism. Mm-hmm. And because they're withdrawn, they don't engage, they don't make eye contact. And they found that with these kids, they started engaging, they started being curious. They started wanting to connect. Their behavior was more um, modulated. And, And then they started using it with other kids with learning disabilities. Because what happens when we're in fight, flight, or freeze um, we can't really hear the human voice very well. So this was one of my own personal issues. When I would be in a group situation, I had a really hard time understanding what people were saying. Um, I thought I needed hearing aids. After doing the Safe and Sound program, I no longer have that problem. Hmm. Yeah. So what happens is the Safe and Sound program is a neural exercise. To regulate the nervous system because we get stuck in a certain coping mechanism either fight flight or freeze or we are going between the two but we're never going back to safe and to really be truly functional we have to be in safe mode you know, because being in survival mode actually hijacks part of our prefrontal cortex and it makes it difficult for higher brain functions and good decision making. Yeah? People who never make good decisions. There's probably a survival issue behind that. Yeah. So it affects all areas of our life. So the it works
0: on the tiny on the inner ear muscles, is that correct? Correct. Can you yeah. explain that a little bit more and
5: so there's different parts um that are connected directly to the vagus nerve to the regulation yeah one is the facial expression we know from a facial expression what nervous system state a person is in are they angry are they happy yeah we can see that in their face we can also hear it in their voice yeah someone who talks with a kind voice is probably very regulated while somebody who's talking with an angry or stressed voice is not so regulated they don't feel safe so the ear muscles are also part of that system
0: so is it part that it gets it it just gets handicapped or it's not fully developed
5: yeah so the muscles when their their job is to tighten or loosen the edge eardrum when we're in danger we're supposed to we want to tune into background noise which is at lower frequencies while when we're safe we want to tune into the human voice so we can relate but if that is stuck if those muscles don't work properly because we're always in survival then we have a high time hard time tuning into human voice so the kids that can't learn in school they're probably in survival mode. Hmm. Hmm. And so they can't hear what you're saying. It's not that they don't want to hear it or they're in bad behavior. They can't hear it. Well, I'm going to interrupt you because
0: we're going to have to go take a break. But when we come back, I want to touch more on the Safe and Sound program. So everyone stick around for more Go Beyond the Veil. no problem. With Astera Skin Care Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skin Care Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn
3: more at Asteracare.com. That's E S T H E R A, care.com hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep sustainable life changes let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind rid yourself of negative behaviors fears pains and emotions weight loss smoking childhood drama chronic pain and much more can be addressed begin healing now learn more sakuraskinandmind.com s-a-k-u-r-a skinandmind.com bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. If you are struggling in your marriage, just starting out in a new relationship or are single and looking to do better next time, geez, have I got great news for you.
1: Hi, we're Tom and Stacey Bartley. We are the hosts of Love Shack Live, which airs on KKNW 1150 AM every Thursday at 1 p.m. PST.
3: Yeah, come on over and join us. We'd love to connect with you over there.
1: You betcha, we'll see you soon.
4: SkinandMind.com.
0: Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter.
1: And I am transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. Don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook as well as Instagram, and check out our podcast on SoundCloud. Today we have the pleasure of having transformational healer Pavitra Isis on our show. All right, so when we left before break, we were talking about the inner ear muscles. And I'm curious, how does that um, connect it to the, is it the vagal nerve or the vagus nerve?
5: Correct, yeah. So depending on whether or not the vagus nerve is engaged, let me talk about the three parts of the autonomic nervous system just to have a foundation. Um, the vagus nerve actually has two aspects to it, and I won't get too de- technical but the safe and social is the newest part of our nervous system. Actually to survive through being in connection would be a wonderful way to be on this earth. Then uh, the sympathetic nervous system is the fight-flight that is typically well known. Then Dr. Stephen Porges, discovered that there's another part to the vagus nerve that is unmyelinated and um, it's known as the dorsal vagal, and that's the freeze part. That's the oldest part of the nervous system left over from the repel, reptilian uh, brain, so to speak.
1: Got it. And then so, you, so the, sorry, I keep forgetting, is it vagal nerve or vagus? Vagus, <laughs> yeah. I think Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, that was the, that's like the longest nerve in our body. It's connected to?
5: All the organs, yeah. It runs all the way from the brain to the... Um, pelvis and so it affects all the organs so when we are not in a regulated nervous system state if we're in fight flight like I mentioned earlier where all the energy is channeled to the heart and the muscles then your digestion doesn't happen, immune functions don't happen, regeneration doesn't happen, Yeah, all the other organs aren't getting the everyone's juice unhappy yeah <laughs> so that of course then creates a whole slew of illnesses if we're spending too much time there see the nervous system the autonomic nervous system was designed to kick in for emergencies like when you see a cat and they hear a loud noise and they jump up and they claws come out and they're ready for a fight and then they realize there's no real danger they lie back down and go back to sleep. Well, that's how it was meant to function. But we humans don't work that way. We don't, like, just have momentary emergencies. We live in emergencies. And so when we do that, our body doesn't get the housekeeping done that, that it needs to do. And that leads to a lot of illnesses.
0: You know? I can vouch for that. I think that was a big part of why... I actually got sick myself. Was being constantly in fight or flight. Yeah. And fear. And fear. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you? So the safe and sound program is to help retrain the nervous system, correct? Correct. So can you explain a little bit more about that?
5: Sure. The way it works is because the vagus or the autonomic nervous system affects those ear muscles. We can also work the other way around and give a workout to the ear muscles to affect the nervous system. Hmm. So we can retrain. It was brilliant what he came up with, Dr. Stephen Porches. So we can retrain the nervous system by accessing it through frequencies. And in this case, it's music. It's vocal music, upbeat, all these songs that have been filtered for frequency in such a way to retrain the nervous system. So it can tune, learns to tune into voices or background noise. And the music doesn't sound like great because it sounds a little tingy because of the filtration and it changes volume. It's all part of the exercise program for those tiny muscles. How long is it? It's uh, five hours total time, which is done usually um, at half-hour intervals over a 10-day period, but it can be done slower. Is it similar to binaural beats? No, it's not at all related. Okay. Yeah, this is very specific to the nervous system and to being able to hear different frequencies, hear the human voice, or hear background sound.
0: So while people are going through it, do they experience intense anxiety? Or, I mean, what sort of... Things happen with your clients.
5: It varies. Um, Typically, it's an enjoyable experience. You know, when I did it, I just, I loved the music. I enjoyed the music. Um, I was looking forward to my sessions. It was energizing to me. So for me, it was a really wonderful experience. The music itself tells the nervous system to be safe. It tells it's safe to be safe. Now, when you have a nervous system that has never felt safe in your life, it may have some objections to feeling safe. And so what um, feelings might come up are really objections of the nervous system saying, it's never been safe for me to be safe, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't believe that I can just let my hair down, Mm -hmm. yeah? And enjoy the day. So these objections may come up in emotions. Um, before a person goes and does the safe and sound program I work with them in learning how to regulate the nervous system now some of um, dr. Gabamate, mate who also is uh, out there really doing amazing work and creating more trauma awareness in culture and there's a documentary out the wisdom of trauma which I highly recommend
0: I want to see that yes
5: um So he talks about trauma as being something, not what happens to you, but how you responded to what happens to you, okay? It doesn't necessarily need to be a traumatic experience. It's whatever your nervous system decided was traumatic for your nervous system. So it can be uh, a, a newborn child lying in the grip, crying, being in maybe discomfort of some kind or feeling lonely and nobody responds. And at that level, the nervous system is learning, there's nobody here for me. yeah. And at that level, we are not able to self-regulate yet. Hmm. We need actually a caregiver to soothe our nervous system. And mothers know this. They sing a lullaby. Yeah? They use regulated voice. They use touch. They use cuddling, it, you know, to... Give the child a sense of safety. But if that caregiver is not available, if the child just spends a lot of time alone or crying and is not cared for, then the belief systems that come out of that is, I'm alone in the world. I have to fend for myself. And there's nobody here to support me. Hmm.
0: And so what are some of the regulating techniques that you
5: teach? Um, recognition is the first thing. The awareness of the three states is the first thing. Yeah? Once we realize what state we're in, we can name it. We can then engage with the state and not simply be engaged by it. We're no longer the victim to what's happening. Yeah? So recognition is really important, recognizing, oh, Right now, I'm feeling really frustrated. I'm not feeling safe. I'm in fight-flight, actually. What can I do? Well, a long, slow exhale can really hack the nervous system, because when do we have a long, slow exhale is when we feel safe. So breath is one way that we can regulate our nervous system, because it's something that we can do consciously, but it's also done by the autonomic nervous system. Most things in our body are done by the autonomic nervous system. Heart rate, digestion, immune functions, you know, breathing. If we had to remember to do all those things, we wouldn't have time to live, right? (laughs) So it's very important. And so the bridge, one of the bridges is our breath. In yoga, they talk about perfect breath, perfect health. Because how we breathe has a lot to do with how we feel. Someone who spends a lot of time in depression does not inhale enough. Someone who spends a lot of time in um, anxiety does not exhale sufficiently. Yeah, So just by dealing with the breath, we can correct so much in our body and in our nervous system. Just to have a long exhale regulates the fight-flight state. Yeah, and anxiety. You can bring someone out of anxiety just by exhaling.
1: So those are good day-to-day coping mechanisms or training mechanisms, but the Safe and Sound program goes a step further, right?
5: The Safe and Sound program is creating flexibility in your nervous system so you can go between the different states with ease. There will always be a time where you need to go into fight, flight, or freeze for whatever reason. But to not get stuck there, to be able to move freely between them and then come back out. There's not really a problem with the cat getting the claws out, you know, and is ready to fight. There's a problem with not being able to go back to rest and digest. Yeah, having your claws out all the time. Yeah. Mm.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, with that, we're going to take another break. But everyone stick around for more Go Beyond the Veil.
2: A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. The passing of our loved ones always
4: proves to be very challenging but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path,
0: Welcome back to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter.
1: And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Today, we have the pleasure of having transformational healer, Pavitra Isis, on our show. So before the break, um, we were just kind of talking about the breath and how you can use that to self-regulate. And it sounds like the difference between that and something like the Safe and Sound program is the Safe and Sound program is training your nervous system to do that automatically. So Correct. you could obviously use the two in conjunction, but ideally you could do the safe and sound program and you wouldn't have to do it as often because you would be training yourself to live more in that state of calm and what was it? Calm and, uh, safe and social. Safe and social. Thank you. Safe and yeah. social. Okay. Okay. Um, all right.
0: You want to circle back to the three states of our nervous system?
5: Basically? Yeah. Yeah, let's give a little overview um, summary. So the safe and social technical term is ventral bagel. It's the healthy homeostasis where our bodies are healthy and um, functioning well. We feel connected, engaged, organized, kind, compassionate. It, we have improved learning and higher brain faci- um, capacity enhanced communication heart connection We're curious and open so it's a lovely space that really doesn't happen when we're in survival mode but to live from there would create a very different world um, the sympathetic the fight flight when in, in anger or anxiety a lot of the time in criticism judgment Lack of defense, uh, attack or defense, we're hypervigilant, inattentive, have often poor sleep, um, oppositional behavior, social withdrawal, self-medication. Health issues related to this state is noise sensitivities, hypertension, which is high blood pressure, anxiety, PTSD, drug use, gut problems. We're in survival mode. Yeah. The third stage, and that's the sympathetic nervous system. The freeze stage is also known as a dorsal vagal, and we're immobilized, shut down, and collapsed in that state, often dissociated or suicide risk. We have low blood pressure, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, digestive disorders, depression, tendencies to pass out, which I used to do as a kid, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not a happy place. It's often a very dark place that we can easily get stuck in. So that's just a summary of why we, we want to regulate our nervous system so we could actually spend more time and safe and social and really enjoy our life and have connections. And that it brings us around to this idea of why fear and separation are connected. Yeah? When we're in fear, we can't connect. Yeah? Yeah, we can't connect with ourselves. We can't connect with ourselves or anybody else mm-hmm. very well. We mistrust people. We, must, we can't even read facial expressions correctly. When we're in fear, we may easily misinterpret a facial reaction of fear as one of anger yeah so it's it creates a lot of problems.
0: So I would say collectively, what almost all of us <laughs> have been in fight flight or freeze for the last couple of years how do, how do we turn it around?
5: Yeah, I'm very happy that there's so much talk about done about trauma awareness these days mm-hmm. that we first of all become aware of the state that we're in. Because you can't do anything about it unless you realize that something isn't working right. Yeah. If we could create a lot of trauma awareness amongst teachers and parents and the social, the the legal system, you know, police system. First responders, yeah. We could have much more compassion for those who are in trouble rather than just talk about bad behavior. Yeah. I like how you said earlier
0: that trauma awareness also uh, allows us to see the vic- being a victim of trauma, right? Would you say that most of us are also addicted to trauma?
5: I would not say that no. at all. I would say that um, we unfortunately become victims through getting stuck in a nervous system state. And then our coping, um, like I mentioned before, you know, we may see the only way out is to use drugs to escape from the pain that we can't manage. Yeah? And, and then people exclude us on top of that. I mean, when you see people, the, in the movie, The Wisdom of Trauma, they interview a street person and they say, what's your greatest pain or something like that? And they say, to feel like I don't exist. People just walk past me. Now, our need to belong and be seen as worthy is a basic human need. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty incredible to think about how many issues are a direct cause from the nervous system state that you're in. And, and uh, as you mentioned, like, it's really hard to change that state.
5: We need to first create awareness. When we realize we're all enslaved to separation and to fear and how it's causing us separation, how we actually want to belong and want to feel connected and want to feel safe. Well, when we create separation, we can't feel safe because now we've created this other who is our enemy. And if we were actually in a safe and social mindset, we could have compassion for other people we could actually listen to what they're saying and hear, where where does it hurt? Hmm. And lend a hand and befriend another being instead of making them enemies.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to think about because obviously there's a lot of fear happening right now and there's a lot of division. And yeah. as you as you And saying, manipulation. Well, yeah, and so the fear is just continuing to keep people in that mode yeah. that, that keeps them separated.
5: Yeah, and it's... It's the elephant in a room that hardly anybody talks about. People talk about being for or against the vaccine or being more afraid of the, the virus or more afraid of the vaccine, but nobody talks about you all in fear. Yeah. Fear is the real problem here.
1: Yeah. yeah, and it's the reason that people are struggling to come together.
5: Right. Right? Yeah. So we're living in a totally separated state, and unless we address fear, We're not going to find a way back together to where we can care for each other and have actually a good time. This is a beautiful planet. We have so much beauty that we could be creating. We could create heaven on earth if we could just find a way back together and care for each other, which actually is what we all long for.
0: Yeah, and connecting with ourselves again, too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, how can our listeners learn more about you or book a session and get involved with the Safe and Sound program?
5: Yeah, so I actually, my website right now is undergoing a transformation itself, (laughs) a a complete reinvent. Um, But myname.com is my website, and there you find my email and phone number, and you can contact me that way.
0: Can you spell it out for our listeners?
5: P-A-V-I-T-R-A-E-H-S-E-S. Wonderful.
1: Perfect. Well, thank you for coming on the show.
5: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, thank you. I think this is really important for everyone to hear today.
1: Yeah, it's a very important topic for the time.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to Eric, our amazing producer, KKNWKBKW, The Talk of Grace Harbor, and Cape Town Zone Radio, as well as you, the listener.
1: Don't forget to subscribe and like our podcast, Go Beyond the Veil, anywhere you can find podcasts.
0: Did you love the show? Let us know and follow us and like us on Facebook and Instagram and tell your friends. You can find me at sakurasutter.com.
1: You can find me at royreich.com Tune in every second Wednesday of each month here on KKNW at 2 p.m., every second Sunday on KBKW, and on Zone Radio for more Go Beyond the Veil, where... we We make make spiritual
0: sense.
3: protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. Omne trium perfectum. Everything that comes in threes is perfect or every set of three is complete. The rule of three is a principle recommended for successfully engaging with an audience. So what better way to absorb information than from the power of three coaches? Sakura Sutter, Rory Reich, and Brenda Reese on The Conscious Coaching Hour. This live show airs the fourth Wednesday of every month from 2 to 3 p.m. These three intuitive coaches will reveal their own life experiences while bringing in their individual gifts to assist you. No matter where you are, the Conscious Coaching Hour will meet you there to help awaken your intuition and to help you live your best life.
0: Peach fuzz is great if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast, and affordable. What a concept. Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A,
3: skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had.